The best insight, instant feedback, accountability. The all new Talk Radio Freedom 106.5. Welcome back, TNT. It is exactly 10.28 in the nation's capital. And now we move into uh, our interview with uh, Arrive Alive and the team. We're waiting for Ms. Sharon Ingerfield to join us, the president of Arrive Alive. In the meantime, we have Sergeant Brent Batson, Trinidad and Tobago Police Service Road Safety Coordinator. And uh, Mr. Batson holds a Master of Science in Forensic Psychology and Criminal Investigation from the University of Liverpool. And we're talking about accidents and uh, how to avoid them for the carnival season. Let's say good morning to Mr. Batson. Sergeant Batson, good morning to you. Good morning, good morning. So I know around this time of year, we come to the re different radio stations and the media houses to send the message of how important it is to make sure that we stay aware of our surroundings and situations, especially when it comes to transportation and alcohol, leaving fets, etc. Just wanted to start off for you. Tell us about the fatalities for the year so far. And what has the Trinidad and Tobago Police Service been observing for the season so far? Sure. Well, we want to thank you for, uh, you know, bringing us on board to discuss this issue of road safety. Um, we want to express, you know, sincere of have um, been lost on, on the roads. Uh, so far, it's been five road traffic deaths for the year. Um, that's, uh, that's one more than last year. Um, one as early as about a couple hours ago, a pedestrian was struck dead on the southbound lane of the Solomon Hochoy, vicinity of Chagonas. And um, we still have some details coming out. We also lost uh, two persons in Tobago over the weekend, uh, out of the, arising out of the same uh, traffic collision. Uh, the driver was killed and one of his passengers. Uh, two other passengers are in stable condition so far, serious but stable condition. Uh, and we also had a pedestrian that was uh, also um, struck dead. Uh, I think it was the T of 10 years. attempting to cross the highway. This was by Quartz Megastore. Connection is giving a connection is giving a little problem. So there's a little lag. <laughs> Sergeant, are you hearing me? Uh, well, then, so I had a, a, a driver that was killed was it the driver of the teed over the yeah. You hear me at all? Hearing better now. So you need to repeat almost everything that you just said because there was a lag in uh, uh, the broadcast, which means we lost almost everything that you were saying. You were talking about the accident that just happened um, New Year's Day. This with well, there was this morning and uh, just after New Year's yeah. Day with the pedestrian crossing by Quartz Mega Store. Yeah, and the pedestrian was struck dead uh, literally um, less than a foot from the walkover itself. Um, we also had a driver that was killed over the weekend um, by Turuba um, on the South Browning uh, who lost control. Um, and what, what is disappointing is all these collisions were uh, pure cases of a uh, lack of seatbelt use. Um, okay. 
Okay, we seem to have a little problem with that connection, so we're going to try and sort it out and come back to the discussion. So TNT, what you've heard so far is that there is an issue with seatbelt use and the, uh, I guess, the thinking, the process of thinking of how to cross the road. Uh, one uh, subject was that the crossover was a mere feet away from where the person tried to cross and un unfortunately met their demise crossing in the road rather than using the flyover. So let's try and figure out what's happening with the connection here on Freedom 106.5 FM inside the Zoom and we will come back and discuss how to arrive alive for this carnival season right here inside Human Impact. You're tuned into the all-new Freedom 106.5 106.5 Welcome back, TNT, and we head back to our discussion with Sergeant Brent Batson, Trinidad and Tobago Road Safety Coordinator, as we talk about arriving alive for the carnival season 2024. Welcome back. Can you hear me clearly now? Can you clearly, Mom? Are you hearing me clearly? Yes, I am hearing you much better now. Sure. So we were talking about for the year already the number of road fatalities, and you were saying that some of the situations could have been avoided with proper seatbelt use. Could you go more into that, please? Sure. Yeah. Um, well, what we're trying to emphasize is that so far, when we look at the ticketing data, uh, seatbelt, well, lack of seatbelt use continues to be the most ticketed traffic violation committed by motorists and front seat passengers. And what we continue to see also is the consequence of not wearing it. A good example was the road traffic death uh, at Taruba, where the person vehicle rolled and the driver was ejected from the uh, seat, seat compartment, the driver's seat compartment, um, and the same thing in Tobago as well. And when we're out there doing our jobs in regards to road policing and traffic enforcement, uh, the public tends to view what we're doing um, as wasting time sometimes, it's not anti-crime and we should be looking after criminals. But they seem to forget our job is also public safety. And, and that means injury and harm prevention. Um, that means we have to target behaviors that present unnecessary risk. And this is what people uh, partake in when they choose not to obey road traffic laws. They are unnecessary putting themselves and other road users in danger when they don't obey road traffic laws, whether it's wearing a seatbelt, when it's crossing um, uh, a highway, you know, uh, with regards to a road user. Um, for example, as I was mentioning, the one in El Socorro, which was, he, he was struck there literally just in front of the walkover. Uh, the one this morning, uh, we're still getting some details, but he also, from what we understood, literally stepped, uh, the, the driver had almost zero time to react. Mm -hmm. and, and persons a lot of times forget that the drivers themselves um, are also tra traumatized by this incident because they, they didn't intend, you know, to go on their journey and, 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 and God forbid, injure or kill anybody. Mm -hmm. um, so that, that combined behavior and risk um, definitely seems to be coming back into the road network. Uh, the one in Tobago, we had a, a passenger also that was um, killed and also the initial report suggests lack of seatbelt use. Um, and as I mentioned before, the ticketing data still highlights um, lack of seatbelt use as the number one, number one most detected violation by police. 
for the little things that people can do to help us, you know, make the road safer. And one of one of the basic things is seatbelt use. Mm-hmm. We're going into the con. We're into the carnival season. Now we're going into it. We're into, into it now. Yeah, full swing. And and um, you know, with all the events going on, people we want people to have a good time. But remember, a safe journey is also a responsibility of drivers and other road users. So we're encouraging persons to make sure that they. They have a designated driver if they're going out and, you know, going to one of those all-inclusive events where alcohol is going to save. Because the last thing you want to do is end up in a, a DUI checkpoint afterwards mm-hmm. where you'll be arrested and charged if you're over the legal limit of 35 micrograms. So um, we'll be out there definitely uh, trying our best to, to detect the, the, these uh, high-risk behaviors. But we're really appealing to all, all drivers and all road users to, you know, be, be more conscious about the choices and decision-making that they're engaged in. One of the things that, uh, if Ms. Inglefield was in the conversation, would have been to talk about the collaboration between the Trinidad and Tobago Police Service and the Arrive Alive team to ensure that you know these risky behaviors are reduced. Can you talk about that relationship or the collaboration that you have with Arrive Alive? Sure. Well, uh, our Commissioner of Police has on the, um, our, our strategic objectives um, you know, closer stakeholder engagement, and um, y- you know, arrival life, of course, being the, the major NGO with regards to responsibility for road safety or promoting it, mm-hmm. um, advocacy. We um we recognize the important role because, as I tell you, uh, not just the public, but we we cannot arrest our way out of this. We we cannot. This this cannot be about ticketing. Everybody comes on these programs and they say, you know, I hear the callers, they say, oh, when you go to the States, people doing this, and when you go to the UK, you know, people obeying the laws. And, and well, okay, so you go across there, you obey all these laws. Mm-hmm. It's, it's the same culture that we want to try and create. Because, as we all know, the police cannot be everywhere all the time. And, and you, you shouldn't have to have a police presence, a police officer presence, to make you wear a seatbelt. That so should be automatic. We, as soon as you sit in yes. the car, you know, uh, the reflex action. Of, of course. And, and again, because remember, it's, it's not the police officer going through the windscreen, ma'am. It's you. Yep. I, we, we will be the responders to take your body off the highway. And, but, but that's where we wanted to go. Mm-hmm. And um, so with Arrival Life, they've been helping a lot on the advocacy side, um, not just for lobbying for legislation, but more importantly for education, for the carnival period. We have seen at some of the events where the promoters have um, supported these um, sober zones where the arrival life team members are there um, checking people with breathalyzers, making sure that we're taking them before they leave the venues and therefore before they enter our enforcement zones where we, we don't have that opportunity. Uh, it will not be an education exercise when you enter our DUI checkpoints. Mm-hmm. That will be pure enforcement. So that kind of collaboration continues continues to be an integral part in spreading that message of um, of safer decision making. And like I said, um, there's it's always ensuring that they have a, a sober driver behind the wheel. Is it that you can give us an idea as to how many drinks we could consume before we cross that legal limit? Or is there like a, a, a table that you all use? Well, that's, a, well, that's a great question. The thing about it is that everybody's different. Um, the, you know, the, 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 the levels you mean 
organ, of course, that deals with all the alcohol you consume. Mm-hmm. Um, and everybody's human body is different. Well, what has been proven on average, a 185-pound meal will have to consume around 6 to 7, 5% volume of beers, for example, mm-hmm. to reach that type. And you have to consume that in an hour to reach that legal limit of 35 micrograms. A lot of people don't seem to understand, though, for example, when you go into somebody's orange farm, mm-hmm. as soon as you walk in, remember they have different alcohol stations. So you might have a shot station. Mm-hmm. And uh, let's just say it's tequila shots. Um, and, and one of those, each one of those tequila shots uh, at a 1.5 ounce shots of alcohol will be the equivalent of you consuming one beer. So let, let, let's just suppose you just decided, hey, well, let, let, let's have three shots. And, and remember, people consume these really fast. Mm-hmm. So literally, you just had, when you have those three shots of tequila, it's like having three beers in less than a minute. It's the same volume of alcohol. Right. So the, the concept of a little tiny cup does not mean that is not like four or five full bottles of beer that you're taking in that one little tiny cup. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Because of that alcohol concentration and volume. So, and, and that's sometimes where the misconception comes in. And I, I, did, I only had one drink. But, mm-hmm. but what drink did you did have? Did you have? You, right. you had punch in. That was a one drink of punch in and you poured your own nip. Mm-hmm. You know, so so persons end up having a high, and, and the sad thing is to tell us, well, officer, I'm not drunk. The breathalyzer does not measure how drunk you are. It's, it, it, it's a quantitative assessment of your breath alcohol level in the human body, which the state has been, once you're beyond that threshold, it's not safe to operate a motor vehicle. Mm-hmm. Um, and the consequences are very real. For, for one, it is arrest without warrant. Your, your, your first offense is up to $12,000 or three years in prison. Second offense will be 22,500 or five years and, and the third time will be permanent driving disqualification. So it's a, a very serious offense. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, it puts life and limb in jeopardy. And uh, as you said, you, you don't understand what you're doing once you cross over that threshold. Yeah, I'm, 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 well, exactly. The first thing alcohol affects is judgment and, and, and coordination. And, and when, when judgment is paired, persons try to, try to rationalize, unfortunately, with an alcohol-impaired brain. Mm-hmm. And um, they, they come to potentially to poor decision-making um, and sometimes, of course, poor judgment. So when we're dealing with sometimes drunk drivers on the road, um, it, it, it's a challenge because they, they're always trying to justify why they drank the alcohol or why they drank so much. And, but we have to explain, well, that's between you and the magistrate now. Mm-hmm. It's too late. Yeah, and then you have to discuss. So tell us about how the Trinidad and Tobago Police Service can uh, collaborate with event promoters, managers, to provide that service before they leave the venue to make sure that they're within the legal limit. And if they aren't, then they don't get behind the wheel. Well, what I, what I can say, we recommend that you contact um, the arrival life. Or the, um, to set up a voluntary breath testing station mm-hmm. um, um, or, or, or sober zone, as they call it. Uh, mm-hmm. We tend to step in on the education side. So, for example, if you have, um, you know, coming into carnival time, if you have a group you want us to come and talk to and explain how the breathalyzer works, we're willing to do that. Mm-hmm. And we encourage and any any corporate citizen that wants us, you can you can send us an email, contact us through the San Diego Police Service Corporate Communications Unit. 
um, and, and we will try and come and, and, and have demonstrations and stuff done. The, the, the thing about it is that um, when you combine alcohol with lack of seatbelt use and speeding, it, it's what they call the trifecta of, of disaster. Yep. And, and, and that's what we tend to see on the roadway itself, you know. I always tell people speed is going to determine whether or not you live or die or other people live or die. And that's why speed control is so important. In fact, um, I'm, I'm where I'm on the roadway right now, I'm seeing them preparing to go out to do a, a, a speed enforcement exercise. And, and persons have to remember their, their point attached to a lot of these violations, which can result in you losing your license. Mm-hmm. Um, so persons have to understand that everything has changed, you know, with, with this technology for, for detection of violations, with the technology with a demerit point system now, that the state is taking it more serious that driving is actually a privilege. It's not your right. And the state has the ability to revoke that um, by taking back the driver's permit or, mm. God forbid, sanctioning your vehicle. So we, we want everybody to go into this uh, carnival season um, with, with a positive attitude, with a safe attitude, um, because we want you to exit the carnival season the same way. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, Alive. A lot of, mm-hmm. There are going to be a lot of um, road traffic exercises, and I'm glad you brought it up. So we could just remind persons, please, as you, you will be encountering a lot more um, road checks, so please ensure that you have your documentation, ensure that your driver's license is valid, your insurance, your vehicle's inspected, um, so you move through these checkpoints smoothly. Mm-hmm. And I'd like to thank you, Sergeant Batson, for taking the time out to talk to us about the things that are necessary for the season coming up. And let's just hope that you have an easy season this year. Sure. Thanks very much. <laughs> All right. You too. Thank you so much. This is Freedom 106.5 FM, Human Impact. And we spoke with part of the team for Arrive Alive as we continue to make sure that Trinidad and Tobago adheres to the rules so that you can celebrate again for 2025. You know, they say, you know, what it is is eat little and live long. The best insight, instant feedback, accountability. The all-new Talk Radio, Freedom 106.5.